Hello, ladies and gents. This is Casey Campbell, and you're listening to It's Tempting. You better buckle up. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of It's Tempting with me, Casey Campbell. You guys, I'm stoked today. I'm stoked for quite a lot of reasons. Number one, it's October 1st, and guess what that means? It's my month, bitches. Everybody buckle up, (laughs) but I'm not really joking. (laughs) October is mine. Okay, so along that note, life update. Wow, we really just went from like a really happy note so now we're kind of go to going into like a dark note um so I've been open about this and I know it's been an ongoing thing if you guys have listened to me at all over the years you know I go through these phases where I want to go off of social media for all eternity and then pretty soon I'm like right back on it I'm going through that phase again but honestly you guys it's a it's a real struggle what I'm going through because I <sighs> how do I explain this I'm churning, my birthday is in less than a week, okay? And I am really treating this birthday as like a new beginning, okay? Because I'm going to be real with you guys. I always keep it real. I am so proud of the progress I've made since I met you all five years ago. When I was first on Temptation Island, I first became a little public figure. Ew, I hate saying that, but whatever. Um, I've changed a lot. I've grown a lot. And I'm so proud of me. However... There's just a few things about myself that I'm still, I don't want to say I'm not proud of, but I'm still struggling with. And I'm taking this new year of mine, my birthday next week, as like, this is my, this is the year I really like, I'm going to get my shit together. It's like I'm 95% there. I'm going to reach that last 5% and I'm going to make some big shit happen, okay? I'm going to not be so scared of dating, (laughs) okay? I think I'm actually going to start putting myself out there when it comes to dating and, like, falling in love. I think I'm going to stop partaking in certain activities (laughs) that are preventing me from finding the love of my life. I think... I want to get on like a daily routine. I want to get better at like exercise. There's just a lot of things that I want to do. And like I want to work on my career and my finances. I just really want to get my shit together. I'm trying not to get emotional. But that's just where I'm at right now. And damn, I did not think I was going to get emotional talking about this. But you guys, social media, it's really hard for my mental health. Um to do those things however I love the podcast and the podcast is a huge passion of mine and in order to promote it properly I obviously need to be on social media so I am really trying um to figure out how to like go off the grid but like still promote my podcast so things are probably going to start being really different um starting next week so Just a heads up, like, wow, I really did not think I was going to get emotional talking about this. Jesus. Taking a sip of my McDonald's Coke because goddamn. So, yeah, you guys, social media, it's just, it's not good for my mental health. It's not good for where I want to go in the future. And I need to really get better about solely using it as a business tool and not 
allowing so much access to me, if that makes sense. So I'm trying to figure it out because honestly, if the podcast didn't exist, you guys, I think I would legit just like go off the grid. I think I would deactivate my accounts and like be MIA for a while. Okay. But I love the podcast. It's my passion. I don't want to give it up. I'm good at it. And yeah, so that's where I'm at, you guys. So things are probably going to be really different when it comes to my social media and my podcasting. So heads up on that. Wow, you guys, I really didn't think I was going to get emotional talking about that. But I did want to update you. So yeah, you guys, next week is a new year for me and I'm really going to be living differently. So just a little heads up with that all good things like these are not sad tears this is just like I it's time it's been time so we're doing it (laughs) we're no more the boy who cried wolf this is like I don't have time to like waste on bullshit anymore so no more bullshit starts next weekend so that's where we're at with social media the podcast is not going away it's just I think my social media presence is just going to be a little bit different. It's going to be much more business oriented and not so much like, like you're part of my personal life, if that makes sense. Like the podcast is still going to be, because one thing I love and I actually, I'm so honored that I've been able to make it into this is like you guys reach out to me and you say when you listen to the podcast when you're driving to work or whatever you literally feel like you're talking with a friend so that's not going to change okay every week like I'm still going to keep it real with you it's still going to be like girl talk friend talk guy talk whoever listens to this it's still going to be that kind of talk it's just you're not going to have quite as much access to me on social media and I'm not going to be on social media quite as much um so yeah that's kind of what's going on It's just like enough is enough. I've like said this a million times and I've done it for like a month here, two months there. But like now, like I really do have to like stick to my guns because I'm getting too old to like keep on the same patterns that I've been on the last few years. Like I finally have to like put my foot down and like do what I need to do in order to get the things that I know I deserve. And I hope that makes sense. (laughs) Okay. Also taking time off for my B-Day. So you guys, I... I'm not really going to get too much into what I'm doing for work right now because, again, that's something I kind of want to keep private, but I am fully focused on, like, a major career change, something that I've been wanting to do forever, honestly, and I've just always been really scared to do it, but now I'm like, fuck it, like, I'm doing it, so... During the week, I'm concentrated on that. So I record on the weekends, on Saturday or Sunday, okay? And it that works with my life. It works really well. However, you guys, it's my birthday on Saturday. And I, I'm celebrating, okay? At first, I wasn't going to do anything. But then, like, my friends and, like, people started coming out of the woodworks. And, like, we're doing shit, okay? So Friday night, I'm driving up to Orlando with some friends. We got, like, a sick, gigantic Airbnb with, like, a hot tub. Like, we're going to have a time of our lives, okay? Game night, drunk. It's going to be great, okay? Friday night. Saturday morning, going to Disney World all fucking day. So excited, okay? There's, like, a new roller coaster, Tron. I can't wait to try Space Mountain, all the big rides. I'm so stoked. Okay, I'm going to get myself some mini ears. We're going to get churros. We're going to Disney World. And then we're driving back to Miami. This is not, this part gets kind of crazy, okay? But it's like, YOLO, you only live once. So right after the fireworks show, because I have to see the fireworks show, that's one of the biggest reasons why I want to go to Disney World. 
We're driving back to Miami. Okay, a little road trip together. We're already going to have our outfits ready to go because we're going to get back around to Miami around like 12, 1 a.m. We're changing. We're looking hot. And then it's time for some tables and some bottles, okay, in, in Miami. So we're going to be out till God effing knows when, okay? And then Sunday, it's brunch and beach day. So I'm not going to have any time to record. And you guys, I don't really feel bad about it, okay? It's my birthday. It's my, like, first birthday in Florida in Miami. I'm, like, going balls to the wall. I deserve this. It's, like, time for me to kick off my new life, my new year. And as you could tell, I am going through some changes. And I deserve this weekend, okay? So I'm sorry, but we're not going to have an episode on Tuesday, October 10th. Because I am going to be celebrating my birthday like it should be celebrated all weekend long next week. So yeah, that's that's what's going on. So I am taking off one week for my birthday. All you haters out there. Um, I will be celebrating my birth. <laughs> so yeah, Tuesday, October 10th, we're taking off. So what does that mean? You guys, these bonfires, I haven't recapped a bonfire in a minute. Okay, I forgot how long it takes to recap a bonfire. I'm not going to lie. So this is the plan. Today's episode, we finished up the overnight dates and then half of the episode was basically like everyone's saying goodbye to like their singles and like recapping and basically preparing for the bonfires. And then the last little bit was the, was Maricela and Chris and um, Vanessa and Rob. Today, this episode, all I'm going to do is the last bit of the overnight dates basically the next morning with everyone, how everyone's feeling, saying goodbye to their the singles, their overnight dates, and then I'm going to recap their journey of Vanessa, Rob, Maricela, and Chris, and then I'm going to do Chris and Maricela's bonfire, and that's all we're doing today. Next week is going to be an off week because of my birthday, and then the following week, I'm going to give you a crazy long two-hour episode where I'm going to do Robin Vanessa's bonfire, um, Great in Paris, and Caitlin and Hall. And then we'll have one more episode of season five for the reunion. And then that's it. We're done. So after this episode, you guys, I have one week off and then there's two episodes left and we are done with season five. So that is the plan and that is what is happening. Okay. So I hope that makes sense. On that note, you guys, I'm going to take another sip of my McDonald's Coke. By the way, you guys, side note. If you guys don't know that McDonald's Coke is the greatest Coke known to mankind, you guys, there's something different about it. I can't explain it, but there is. And if you are like a McDonald's Coke person, you know what I'm talking about. Like, I am a Coca-Cola girl, okay? But I have different, like, levels of, like, my favorite kind of Coke. McDonald's Coke is number one. Like, nothing else tops it. Honestly, number two, I think, is, like, a can of Coke. Number three is either Chipotle or Costco Coke. (laughs) Okay, don't ask me why. But their, like, carbonation ratio is really on point. And then after that, it all kind of is the same. But those are the top threes, I would say. And I'm so good at telling what McDonald's Coke tastes like that with confidence. If someone like put three different glasses in front of me with three different kind of Cokes and one of them was McDonald's Coke and I had no idea which was in which, I would be able to guess immediately with zero hesitation which one was the McDonald's Coke. So I just, I just don't know why I had to do that tangent, but... I had to. So if any of you guys are McDonald's Coke girls, let me know if you could also do that because I think it's a great skill to have. 
Okay, you guys, we're diving in. So we left off. It's the next morning after overnight dates, and it's great in Nafisa. They're eating breakfast on the balcony, and he wants to know why she likes blueberries. <laughs> I don't know why I put that in my notes. It was really random. Because I'll be honest, I only like blueberries if they're in blueberry muffins. And even the, the ratio has to be correct. Like if there's too many blueberries in the muffin, then I'm like, eh, they ruined the muffin. You know, like I'm not a, I'm not like a blueberry. Like I ain't eating blueberries out of the carton kind of girl. She feels like she's known him longer than it's actually been. And, and, the, and then she also confesses in the confessional that saying what she wants out loud makes her feel very vulnerable. Honestly, relatable. That's something that I'm really struggling with lately, which is something I want to get better at in this new year of life. I keep my true feelings to myself. Okay, I like, I'm, I play too many goddamn games, okay? I'm just going to keep it real. So when she said that, I was like, wow, that's something I'm going through right now. I need to get better at saying what I want out loud. But it makes me feel very vulnerable and very, like, scared as fuck. So I get what she said when she said that. It's extremely relatable. And I thought it was cool that she was able to admit that on national television. And then she says after that, I want to leave the island with great. And she's kind of emotional. Great starts bringing up the bonfire and that he's been with Paris for two years and then Nafisa cuts him off real quick, okay, like real quick. And then she goes into a whole little speech about how just because you've been with someone for two years doesn't mean you should stay. If you're not happy, you should probably move on. And this is a direct quote. Life is actually really short. I put in my notes agree and I want to kind of go on a, on a rant about this after this. Well, not really a rant, but I have some thoughts. And then directs, quote, people think we have all the time and just waste years of our effing time not being happy and you can't get that back. So that's one thing that people are always like when they're in my DMs, they're like, how did you heal? And like, how are you doing so well? And like, it's just I really realized, you guys, that like it sounds so cliche, but life is so short and it's so precious and like it can be gone literally in a snap of a finger. So I really live my life like that. It's like I don't I really live my life like as if tomorrow's my last day. So why would I waste as if tomorrow's my last day? Why would I waste a moment of that like being in love with the wrong person, chasing the wrong person, not healing, not moving forward. It's like, no, dude, I've been blessed with one life. I need to get my shit together, heal and start living it accordingly with the correct people and like fall in love with the right people and be with the right people and go after the right things. You know, we don't have all the time in the world. And I think so many people, I, I wouldn't even say so many, I think the majority of people do not do not really grasp that. I think they just think we have all the time in the world and they don't, I don't know why more people aren't just like aware of the fact that our time can be taken from us in a millisecond. And I really live my life like that where it's like, it could all be gone in a second and I need everyone to know how I feel about them. I need to know that I'm living my life accordingly and to the fullest and like F it, you know, I'm sending it, <laughs> I'm sending it every day. So when she said that, I was like, relatable, okay? Everyone should live their life that way. There's no time to waste being hurt over the douchebag that broke your heart or cheated on you. It's like, girl, no, you have more life to live and it shouldn't be wasted on people that don't deserve one second of your time, okay? Take notes. 
back to them. So great. He admits that he doesn't know how he's going to feel when the bonfire comes. Whatever decision he makes, he needs it to be, and this is a direct quote, that's what I want his happiness come first. He tells Nafisa that he needed to hear her say those things and she finishes up with, direct quote, I just want you to live your best life, Nigerian king. And then they kind of giggle together. So now we pan over to Dez and Rob and they are waking up in bed together all cute and snuggly. And I will say I didn't really get to see what their villa truly looked like in last episode because it was nighttime. They have an incredible villa. So they went up the ranks a little bit on production liking them because they really got an insane looking house. Like I, I was blown away. So they definitely went up on the totem pole a little bit with production loving them. I even put on my notes, so he was obviously well-liked. Then he says he wasn't tempted last night. Dot, 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 pause, you guys. Um, he Before I say my thoughts about this, he then says in the confessional, and this is a direct quote, I almost fell into temptation last night, but what drove me to not give into temptation was Vanessa. And in my notes, and I will explain, I put yikes. That's a big lie on national television and then he says direct quote if I had sex with somebody my relationship is over so again I have not watched the reunion yet however I saw a few clips on Instagram and we all know I feel so gross saying this out loud but we all know that not only did him and Des have sex on this overnight date but they (laughs) I feel gross saying this they did not use protection. They raw-dogged it, you guys. Um, so I'm going to save all of my thoughts about that for the reunion. But that's honestly really wild to do with someone that you're not with. Like, I'm just going to be real. Like, the only people I've let raw-dog it is, like, that sounds so, so trashy. But, like, are, like, boyfriends or people that I really trusted that like it was not just a one-time thing like we were hooking up regularly like I just cannot believe that not only did he have sex with Des without protection but now he's literally the next day lying his ass off to in the confessional like he's already thinking like I'm gonna lie about this to Vanessa so I need to cover my ass in the confessional like that's just like a really really wild lie (laughs) to like say on national television I don't know that's just I've been a fan of him but I just I feel a little bit differently right now because it's like that is not a white lie and it took like a lot of thought and planning because he like he's thinking ahead you know he's thinking these confessionals I don't know what's gonna air so I have to say certain things but it's like you literally woke up next to her after you you literally had sex with her with no condoms like I could go on forever about this but yeah he's gross like that's a sure crazy lie crazy lie like really makes me think differently about this man okay really makes me think differently that I just that's just not a small lie that's a really really big one so anyways breakfast in bed super cute vibes they have like little trays very cute Des admits she's developed feelings for him and she's fallen for him and she tried to prevent it from happening but it happened and then direct quote If someone doesn't value you, you shouldn't stay around. That's what she's, Des is telling him. 
and he says I really do like you and I'm so glad I got to know you and this whole thing now that I know like what happens like he ends up going home with Vanessa and then he lies to Vanessa for like eight months saying that nothing happened with Des and we know what happened with Des I mean this whole thing is a mess and messy and gross and I just don't like any of it it gives me the (laughs) heebie-jeebies okay so now we pan over to Maricela and Christiane. They're giggling over breakfast and he says that he likes seeing her happy and he admits that she taught him a lot about himself. She asks the what are we question, which I'm like, see, this is what I got to get better at. I really got to get better at just like saying what what's on my mind, okay? Like she inspires me, honestly, because she just seriously gives no Fs. Which I know I just said, I like, we only live once, (laughs) okay? Sometimes I can get in my feels. But she definitely inspires me to just be like, F it. So she asked the what are we question and he says he doesn't know, but whatever we are, quote, direct quote, last night was definitely fun. He wants her to keep growing and thinks that they look mad cute in their robes. They're really just wholesome good vibes. I like them. Like, they just seem, like, good for each other. They just seem, like, even if they don't go home together, they're still going to be good friends and, like, still be in each other's life. Like, I just, I don't know. I just get good vibes from them. So now Sebastian and Caitlin, they wake up together, and he says they had a nice cuddle sesh, pillow talk, and nice other things. Uh Uh-oh, but he isn't going to say. Okay, I respect it. I respect that. I like that he's not going to say. And then... He says it was, oh, I put in my notes. I was like, we all know Sebastian because low-key, like, we obviously know that they hooked up, okay? I have a feeling, I have a feeling they they hooked up, hooked up, but, you know, we don't know for sure. And then he says it was a nice romantic evening. He feels good and a lot closer to her and he feels like it was needed because he wanted clarity over, like, what this is, like, whatever's going on between them. He's all excited because she told him that she likes him yesterday and she confirms that she does like him and she's scared to like him because she just got out of an engagement. And then direct quote, she's like, what am I doing? She never thought she'd have a connection like this with someone so soon and she does need to concentrate on herself before the final bonfire. They look, oh, I put in my notes, they look like they're up in the mountains. So like fun fact about the big island, like, it has like a ton of different climates on it. It's very bizarre. So like there's a desert climate. There's there's all sorts of different. There's like a rainforest climate on the Hilo side. They look like they're up in the mountains and it's very cute. I liked it. I love the mountains. It reminded me of almost like Christmas time, but in Hawaii. So that I liked where they were staying. Sebastian says he will be there for her after the final bonfire and I'm just like okay like he's definitely seeming confident that's for sure um also I will say I can just tell in her gut she just does not for whatever reason she just does not fully trust him like she's very she's being very hesitant and I it very well might be because she literally just got out of an eight-year engagement and she's like in tune to herself and knows that she can't just be jumping into something else but I don't know I think she just she really feels like he's a fuck boy and she's having a hard time believing him 
So now we pan over to Hall and Michaela in bed. Of course, production shows her bikini bottoms on the floor. LOL. There is champagne and roses everywhere. Not gonna lie, love the vibes. Like, I want to be in a freaking Hawaiian villa with champagne and roses everywhere and my bikini bottoms on the floor. Like, shit. Hall says, waking up next to her feels natural and they are gonna go go get some pancakes he doesn't know what's going to happen the next few days, but he does know that he finally gets to explain his feelings to Caitlin, and that's going to be very hard. Michaela admits that she doesn't feel guilty anymore, and she's trying to live in the moment. And in the confessional, she says they have eight years of history. I can't erase any of that. And she admits that she's afraid to get her heart broken. I will say I wish she had this same energy at the reunion because the clips that I've seen of her at the reunion – she very much seems very dismissive of the eight-year history that Caitlyn has with Hall. She also seems very dismissive of Caitlyn in general <laughs> about, like, what Caitlyn went through, what Caitlyn is still going through, mainly having to do with the fact that he lied to her about the engagement ring and not paying it off, and now she has this ring that she can't sell. I mean... It's just, I wish Michaela had this same energy where she was still respecting Caitlyn and what the, what they had with Hall, but she did not bring that to the reunion for what it looked like. It looked like she had absolutely zero respect for Caitlyn and their eight years of history together. So I don't know. I just wish that she kept this energy. I hope that made sense. <laughs> he brings up that he will feel terrible if Caitlyn still wants to be with him. And then they both cheers to growing up. And then I put in all caps, no overnight footage with the other people. So let's think, who did we not get overnight footage of the next day? We did not get Chris and Alexis. So again, I don't think, I think Chris was at the bottom, very bottom of the totem pole. I think they did not like him at all whatsoever. Number two, Vanessa and Bryce I think honestly I don't think anything happened between Vanessa and Bryce and I also think production didn't like her very much so I just think they were like yeah we're not giving them any footage the day after and then um Paris on Tajik I have a feeling they probably didn't hook up so is that it yeah because Michaela and Hall Caitlin and Sebastian so that was one couple we did Des and Rob Great in a visa. Yeah. Yeah. So that's it. Chris, um, Vanessa, and Paris got no day footage the following day. So that makes me think that, number one, they either weren't well-liked, or number two, there was no, like, hanky-panky happening, no, like, romantic next morning footage, and no, like, they just, it wasn't worth it to put in the show, is what I'm thinking. Okie doke. So that ends fully the overnight date episode. Okay. Alrighty. So now we're part one of bonfires, you guys. Halla freaking Louia. So we got some happy music to kick off some heartbreak. Okay. Production picking their playlist wisely. So we pan over to the girls villa. Tajik and Paris walk in. Everyone is super stoked to see them. Everyone's like rejoicing, clapping, hugging. It's a vibe. They're all catching up. And then Mark walks in to check in and see how the dates went. And then announces, of course, that it's time to say goodbye. Of course, like the tension is immediately there. Everyone's sad. So then 
we are gonna go with Maricela and Christian first, okay? She kind of grabs his hand, walks him away. They're like cuddling up on a couch outside. She says that she's made a very strong connection with Christian and she wants to keep exploring their relationship. And like I just said, they're kind of walking off to chat. She doesn't want to say bye. This is them talking on the couch um, outside. She doesn't want to say bye and he is proud of her for having the balls to stand up for herself and get herself out of the situation she was in. And then direct quote, life is great. It's going to continue to get better. He tells her that their journey here is completely separate of her finding and loving herself. I do love that he said that because he's still acknowledging that she did have like a very real journey on like kind of freeing herself from this very toxic relationship she was in. So I do love that he like acknowledged that. She admits that she hasn't loved herself in a lot of ways. She's nervous and scared, but she's ready to confront her fears and say to Christopher, direct quote, hey, this didn't bring me any happiness. And then Christiane kind of jokes around and says he will keep his bed warm for her. So I did. I liked that. I liked their last little meeting together. It's like because he's he's definitely making it clear that he's interested in pursuing something with her but he's also acknowledging like I understand like you are in a very specific kind of journey where you're learning how to love yourself and like who you are without a relationship and um I don't know I just respect that about him a lot so now Vanessa and Bryce they're sitting down also outside I think facing each other she wants to know how he feels and he admits that he feels appreciative and of course he wants it to be him at the end and he doesn't want to sway her judgment or anything but he really loves spending time with her and he seems a little nervous when he's telling her this so that's why I think like I think he's being genuine I think he's saying his real feelings right now She admits that she feels underappreciated a lot in her relationship with Rob and hearing him say that does give her butterflies and he fills her up in ways that just made her a more well-rounded and better person. I will say you should always end up with the person that makes you want to be a better person. I'm just saying. Direct quote, I can't even put into words how much you mean to me. And I put in my notes and I really do still I believe this I low-key hope she reached out to him after things went south with Rob like after the reunion and she found out that he really did have sex with Des in the overnight I hope she reached out to him because I don't know I think he's good for her I think he's like man enough to like really put her in her place when she needs it but also like lets her be her and he brings out like a very soft vulnerable side of her like he's just masculine enough and confident enough where she she feels safe to like be in her feminine energy and like I don't know I just think he's really good for her so I hope I hope that they reach out to each other Bryce makes her feel heard and understood and acknowledged and that is what makes this so difficult but she knows what we're, what her heart is telling her to do and they are all snuggled up so of course it's definitely hinting that she is going to want to go home with Rob So now Caitlin and Sebastian are saying goodbye. She says that she doesn't want to go to the final bonfire and he jokes that he does want to go. She admits she doesn't know what to do or say. It could go go in so many different ways. He jokes about coming out and kicking his ass, like talking about Hall. And then... And then he gets a little more serious and says, I'm done talking, but I'm glad I met you. And then she says, I'm glad I met you too. 
So after he jokes about kicking Hall's ass, Caitlin says, I'm done talking, but I'm glad I met you. And then Sebastian says, I'm glad I met you too. I'm glad I opened up and I'm glad you picked me finally. And they both giggle when he says that. She never thought she would be here and direct quote this is why i think deep in her gut she knows he's a fuck boy and she just does not trust this man because she says i'm looking and this is a direct quote in the confessional i'm looking for total trust total honesty both emotionally and physical trust sebi has some work to do but maybe it might be sebi And then he says he'll be outside whether she picks him or not. And she jokes around and asks if everyone heard that because he just said he will wait for her. And then they kiss and he confirms that he will wait for her. So yeah, the fact that she said that she's looking for total trust, total honesty, both emotional and physical trust. And Sebi has some work to do. That's why I'm just like, she knows in her gut he's a fuck boy. And like I said, you guys, I, I think he's a cool guy. I have no, nothing bad to say about him. And actually, from some of the clips at the reunion, he actually goes to freaking bat for her at the reunion, okay? And I was very impressed. And I was like, damn, like this guy is like stepping up for her. Like I was, it was honestly amazing to see. So I don't have any bad bad things to say about him at all. However, I think her gut was right because his social media, it's like I understand you can make your social media look like whatever, but at the end of the day, if like your following is literally just like hot girls in Miami and like you're just posting like in the club and like thirst traps and like you're always with girls, it's like she's at a point where she wants to find the love of her life okay and the love of your life isn't following every hot girl in Miami and like at the club okay that's just a fact so I think she just was listening to her gut and she knows that he's maybe not in the same place that she is even though he's saying he is I think he this is the thing I think he wants to be but he's just he's not and that's the bottom line So Paris and Tajik, they are holding hands. They're sitting on the couch holding hands. And he tells her she's going to go as this is what he's telling her, like how the bonfire is going to go. She's going to go there and be strong. Nothing's going to break her down. Direct quote. And then we are going to walk out of there together. And I put in my notes why with a bunch of question marks. Because again, he ends up ghosting her after this. And I just don't understand like why he had to say all the things that he said she says I just hope my feelings don't change once I see him and he tells her to remember what he told her he's going to be there no matter what and she says direct quote I don't want you in my life if you're not going to be my man and he says the make me your man she wants again okay this is another part that I'm just like damn like why did he do all this she wants to know if he's going to treat her the same like after after the temptation island is over okay after the bonfire she wants to know if he's going to treat her the same or are you going to be like and this is a direct quote fuck you and he says of course he will nothing will change and I just put in my notes like this was a listen to your gut moment because she brought that up for a reason okay she felt in her gut somewhere that like for whatever reason she felt like after this like he was gonna be like f you and like not be there it's like that that was a listen to your gut moment and again I don't know how they're how the final bonfire went with um with great 
So maybe he did have feelings for her and maybe she went into that final bonfire and was like a mess and like clearly is still very much into great. And like, I will say you guys, I, on my season, I was one of the last people to get my phone back. And once I got my phone back, I was already in like a shit ton of group chats it was like, it was unbelievable. It was like everyone already knew all the tea of like what went down with everyone before we even like flew off the island. Okay. It was nuts. So I will say like if she went to that final bonfire with great and was like in her feels and like begging for him back or just like made it very clear that she still wanted to be with great. Maybe Tajik was like F you at that point and was like, why would I invest into some girl that's like literally still begging to be with another man? And she did literally just say that she hopes her feelings don't change once she once she sees great again, which makes me think she's not convinced that she's over him. So I don't know, but I just he really did the most for someone to literally go ghost mode for life, like not even answering a DM. It's like not only did he not answer the DM, but he made up some bullshit excuse like, oh, like I get a ton of DMs. I just didn't see it. It's like, no, 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 no. You saw it, my friends. You definitely did. So then next note I have is he says it was important for him to express vulnerability because that's what she's been looking for from him this whole time. That was one of the things he hasn't given her, and that's why they had such a roller coaster. So I don't know. I'm torn right now. I think either one, he was just an F-boy the whole time, and he always was, like, planning to be. He's, like, a model, okay? This is, like, he's in the entertainment industry. So it's, like, maybe he was just doing the most to, like, make it to the end to, like, get followers. Because also, every season of Temptation Island, production hypes the cast up and thinks, like, oh, my God, like, you guys are going to be famous. And, like, your life is never going to be the same. It's, like, bullshit. But, like, they tell, they tell the cast that every year. So maybe, like, he thought, like, I got to make it to the end so I get, like millions of followers and like my life has changed forever or he found out what went down at that final bonfire and he found out Paris is still very much into great and then he peaced out it's one or the other so then Mark lets them know it's time for goodbye and everyone kisses and hugs goodbye Tajik direct quote I'll be damned if I leave the island without giving her everything I had and then the girls all have a little group hug so I don't know I'm kind of leaning towards that the bonfire with great didn't go didn't go well I think maybe Tajik was like screw this like I ain't involved in this mess okay so now we're over at the guys villa and same thing Mark shows up he tells them all it's time to say goodbye so now everyone like goes off into their own little corners to say goodbye so Nafisa she's a little emotional saying she's not ready to say goodbye yet and she's trying to feel hopeful because great has told her several times he wants to leave with her but it would really suck if that's not how he actually feels so they're sitting down kind of facing each other she's like fighting back emotion he tells her it's okay and then direct quote just think about all the moments we have happiness comes first I'm gonna think about that first before I make my decision I roll because it's like that's not that's not gonna reassure this girl that just makes it that just reassured her that you still don't know what the hell you're gonna do um he says that he wants her to trust and then 
I just, my whole vibe in this moment, I don't think she's feeling good about this. The way her body language was, she's like really emotional. She's not really saying much. I just, I don't think she's feeling good. And then I, I kind of got confirmation that I was correct because then it pans to her in the confessional and she's literally like sobbing, crying in the confessional. She says, I feel like every time I start caring about someone or something, I just lose it. Again, I'm having a lot of relatable moments with her because that is something I'm dealing with right now. And it's like, I really just want to give up on dating and I want to give up on love because I just, I'm like, fuck it. Like, I just don't think there's anyone out there that's meant for me because that, that is literally what happens to me too. It's like every time I even get like a tiny bit excited where I'm just like, oh, I'm going to let my guard down. It's like something happens where it's just like, no, dude, they're not your person. <laughs> like you just got excited for no effing reason. So I, I get it. I get what she's saying. It's like a dark feeling. I'm not going to lie. So I don't really wish that on anyone. And I hate that she freaking feels that. So she's fighting back tears and he's kissing her face, telling her to stop crying. So, I mean, they had a good, I guess, wholesome goodbye. They're kind of emotional. So now Chris is with Alexis. They're sitting on the couch inside. Chris is telling Alexis that she knows how he feels deep in his heart about her. And she brings up how Maricela can just say anything. Direct quote, she can say all the right things that you want to hear. I will say Chris really has this girl like so manipulated already that it's actually like wild. Like it's almost impressive. This is like why, again, I'm not here. I'm not saying that he's a narcissist because it's a very serious accusation. I don't know him well enough. I don't know enough to say that. But he definitely has narcissistic traits and he definitely got this girl wrapped around his finger crazy quick because I just I don't think she actually wants him I think she just got wrapped up in the whole like winning him and like making him feel a certain way where she thinks like Maricela is the problem when in fact Maricela is not the problem Chris is the problem so and just the fact she thinks, like, Maricela's the manipulative one. Like, I can, she can say all the right things. It's like, dude, Maricela wants nothing to do with this man. <laughs> okay, Maricela is free as hell from this man now. Chris says it's difficult to say bye to Alexis because he's not sure what Maricela will say. L-O-L. Direct quote. She's full of surprises and he needs to keep his mind and heart open. And then him and Alexis hug it out. This man is just all over the place. It's like a few episodes he was saying like how Madame Minercella is going to come crawling back to him and he's going to tell her no. And now it's like he like isn't sure what she's going to say and he's still open to it if she is. It's like, dude, pick a lane. So now Rob, Robin does. Rob says he doesn't know what's going to happen. By the way, when he first starts talking in this moment, he does seem very awkward and like lost and like kind of spaced out. Rob says he doesn't know what's going to happen and he's just everywhere right now. And Des, she's grateful for this experience that they had together and he just doesn't say much. That's kind of what I just said. He just seems kind of out of it and spaced out. And then he says that he makes decisions from his heart. He's going to go wherever his heart wants to go and he tells her he's happy he met her and feels like he was supposed to meet her and ends it with a nice little makeout session. That was kind of wild. I was like, damn, like making out like sheesh. You're about to go back to your girl, but you just had one little last makeout sesh. I don't know, man. He really got himself in a pickle by having sex with her on that overnight date. Like, I don't know what he was thinking. Obviously nothing. He wasn't thinking at all. <laughs> he was thinking with the wrong head. Okay. Michaela and Hall. 
he wants to know what her fear is and she admits direct quote that Caitlin will say something that will make you change her mind will change your mind he asks her if she knows why he's been smiling all day and she says no and he says he was going to wait but he can't wait any longer and then he tells her that he's in love with her and he's looking into her eyes while he says it too okay and then he says I love you again like very softly and he's like crying okay he literally he literally is like emotional and then direct quote I love you and you're not going to leave here without me and then she looks at him eye contact and then she tells him that she loves him too and like whispered it she like said it like this was like honestly kind of like a scene out of a movie okay I was like damn like this is some real shit and then they start kissing I even put my notes this is real as fuck oh and then I also put on my notes I'm sorry to the haters they are in love yeah you guys I'm just I do I agree with it no you know like but it I think it's real love and actually I had some people in my dms that were saying that they unfollowed each other and like they haven't posted each other which ended up being incorrect intel but I just think everyone needs to leave them alone okay and I'm gonna talk about it a little bit more down here but it's like at the end of the day, you guys, I'm kind of going back to like the beginning. And again, I still have major, major issues with the engagement ring situation. That shit is absolutely insane and like not okay. However, I'm kind of going back to my first opinion. It's like at the end of the day, like, yeah, he fucked up. Okay. And he shouldn't have stayed with her as long as he did. And he definitely shouldn't have got back together with her the second time and definitely shouldn't have proposed. However, he finally woke the hell up, okay? He finally broke up with someone that he wasn't in love with. He did not cheat on her, okay? He did not even kiss Michaela. He did not do anything inappropriate until he ended the engagement with Caitlyn. And I think they're really in love. So, yeah, does it suck the way it happened? Yes. Do I agree with all of it? Not necessarily. Do I have problems with some stuff that I found out at the reunion? Yes, but I think that they're really in love and I just think everyone needs to leave them the hell alone, okay? Because, like, that's one reason why I leave, like, my personal relationships, like, off social media and off the internet because having a ton of strangers all over the freaking world giving their opinion on, like, your relationship and what they think about someone that you, like, really love and, like, want a future with, it's it's fucked okay and it really messes up good things and just puts a whole lot of problems and stress into a relationship that like shouldn't be there okay so I just think we all need to leave them alone because I think that they're actually in love and like it sucks the way it happens but I don't know like I'm I'm a hopeless romantic I believe in love I think everyone deserves it and I think they may have actually found it so I just think we all need to mind our business and let them just be in love Okay, that's my thoughts right now. <laughs> I'm sure when I see the reunion and how those two act, maybe it will change. But right now, this is how I feel. Then she admits this is the first time she's ever given her heart to someone. And she thinks that's why it's so scary. And I literally just said this, but I put in my notes, let's leave them alone after these recaps. Okay, because it's like, if that's true, if this really is the first time she's ever really fallen in love and like given her heart to someone and it's been in such a public matter and such like a scandalous manner, like, I don't know, I just, I feel bad for them. They got a lot of hate and like, at the end of the day, like he... He didn't do anything wrong. He literally broke up with his engagement before he fully pursued her. Like, she didn't do anything wrong either. She respected it. So, I just... 
we just need to leave them alone after these recaps and just let them be in love and figure it out on their own you know it's there if it's not real and if it's he's being shady like that's his mistake and her mistake that they can deal with privately but i think we all just need to like be better okay just be better direct quote he's been with her for eight years i can't say i 100 percent know what's going to happen and then she admits that she just has to trust him so now mark is having them all say goodbye i will say this is like the first season ever where it's just everyone is like crazy coupled up okay they all are just like holding on to each other it's like full-blown couples in here it's wild so Michaela, she kind of walks away first and she says she's like sobbing in the confessional. She says she's walking away with no regrets and it feels so good. And then Mark, he sits down with the guys and tells them it's time for some alone time to really get their heads right for the final bonfire. Direct quote, believe it or not, the time between now and the final bonfire, a lot can still happen. And I put facts. Yeah, you guys, it like that's like the biggest understatement ever because it's like when you leave the single guys or single girls you're kind of on top of the world like you're feeling really strong you just had such a fun overnight date like you got so much like motivation and like you think you're gonna do something and then you're like alone for days okay like two days you're like alone with your thoughts for two days and like so much changes like you get in your head it's just a lot can happen in those two days I will say so now we have Vanessa and Maricela they are chatting over some breakfast and Vanessa admits that her relationship with Rob is still very toxic and the only time things are going well between them is when he's conforming to her standards but she knows that doesn't make him happy I will say that is a yikes statement I would never want to be in a relationship where like I know it's toxic and the only time my significant other is happy is when he's conforming to my standards. It's like Jesus like run for the hills. Both of us like that's horrible for both of us. And then we so we go through the whole Vanessa journey recap and I'm not going to recap it all because we all know what, what, what went down like during the show. I'm just going to recap like what they say like in their confessional while it's recapping their journey if that makes sense. So she says watching Rob at the bonfires taught her to be more vulnerable. She was a little hurt by his, by his actions and by some of the things he said. Her mind is made up about what she wants to do with her significant other, but she loves Rob so much. But sometimes you have to let go of the things you love for your own mental health. So I think production is trying to make it seem like she might not go home with Rob by the way they edited that. So now we pan over to the guys villa and Chris and Rob. They're chatting about what Rob wants to do. It's, it's like the whole Des versus Vanessa situation. I will say the way that this is edited, I immediately know that obviously like Rob and Vanessa and Chris and Maricela are the first two bonfires. So he admits, so his whole recap starts going and while it's rolling through, this is what he says. He's learned that he's a very emotionally intelligent man. He's very in tune with his emotions. His time hasn't been easy at all. He had to find his feelings and he's never really talked about his feelings before. He's been big on Vanessa being the problem in their relationship, but he's never looked at himself and has never acknowledged the problems he causes in the relationship. One of those problems is lack of communication. 
he's learned to communicate so much better. His biggest temptation was Des. He deserves a partner that treats him like an equal. There's a lot of things Vanessa needs to change. And if the Vanessa he sees at the bonfire is the same Vanessa he came here with, then there's no way he can leave with her. Okay, I will say, though, because I did see that Vanessa has kind of a freak out at the bonfire. So I'm kind of wondering, like, what made him leave with her after she had that moment? Because that definitely seemed like the same Vanessa. Again, I like her, but she definitely had a pretty wild freak out moment. So now it's Chris's turn for his little journey recap. And while we're rolling through all the clips of his journey, he says that he didn't want to come to come to Temptation Island, but he wanted to support Medicella and her reasons for coming here. He was 100% committed to Medicella. I put this in my notes. One thing that he does that just triggers the hell out of me because it reminds me of like my past is the fake tears where it's just it's freaking crocodile tears, man. They aren't real and it's so obvious. Like I just uh, just don't do that. It freaks me out. He continues by saying he wanted to propose at the end, but his journey took a sharp turn when he saw another man in Mericela's bed. In that moment, he detached himself and focused on his journey. He's learned to let go of control and has learned to walk away from heated arguments. Alexis was his temptation. What he's established and built with Alexis came completely unexpected. He can be himself around her. He was never judged by her, and he never thought he deserved that or would find that he's open to what Medicella is going to say he loves Medicella and knows Medicella loves him he has gratitude and he's ready to hear what she has to say the fact that he's even like making it her fault at all when she was like literally bending over backwards and like so insecure and had this lowest self-esteem because of his constant control and demands is just crazy to me like he's living in his own universe so now we're back at the girls' villa because it's time for Medicella's little recap journey. She says that Christian is her match. They get each other and he makes her happy. She wanted to prove her loyalty to Christopher, but this journey started out really dark for her. She struggled with low self-esteem and depression for a long time. She never wanted to admit that, not even to herself. Girl, I freaking feel you. She thought she was worthless without the approval of others. Deep down, her purpose for coming here was to break free. She found a connection and it helped her learn a lot about herself, her wants and needs and desires. She's leaving a different woman and she didn't think it was possible to feel so liberated. I will say her dress that she's wearing while she's saying all this is like this bright yellow dress. She looks freaking stunning. She looks great in yellow. She's only ever wanted happiness. She needs to put herself first and not care about anyone else in order to be truly happy. She still cares about Christopher and believes he still cares about her. She has no idea what to expect, but she hopes he's a better version of himself coming out. And then it kind of pans to her like getting ready for the bonfire and she looks she looks beautiful getting ready for the bonfire. Okay, you guys, so fun little fact, if you guys haven't noticed this trend already, um, basically, whoever is up in, fi in final bonfire number one, which for this season, it is Rob and Vanessa and Chris and Maricela, they aren't, aren't the super dramatic bonfires, okay? The super dramatic ones are always saved for the grand finale, okay? So this that's how we know tonight's bonfires are going to be a little bit more mellow, okay? The grand finale ones are <laughs> next week. So... Fun little fact. 
So final bonfire number one. We're recapping Maricela and Chris today. So Maricela, she's in the escalated. Wow. She's more ready than ever to speak her truth. She can't wait to see Christopher. By the way, I love that she calls him Christopher all the time. I think that's kind of cute that she never calls him Chris. She feels strong and powerful and like a bad bitch. I will say she looks absolutely gorgeous. And then direct quote, my life is all about me. Yeah, she's giving powerful bad bitch vibes and I'm here for it. Chris is driving in looking real nervous and he says he feels anxious and sort of nervous. He knows what he wants to say but isn't sure what Medicella is going to say to him. And then we have that traditional slow-mo walk-in. And I'm not going to lie, it got me all excited. I was like, shit, we're really here. Like, damn, like, took me a minute to get here but we're here and it's happening. Final bonfires, like, no joke. So he sits down, Mark asks how he's feeling, and he says his heart is beating out of his chest, and he's kind of like laughing when he says that. Mark laughs too and asks if he's ready to tell Medicella all about his experience here, and he says he's ready, and then Mark, drumroll, let's bring her in. She looks absolutely stunning. She is strutting in. Like, she looks good, and I ain't ain't even gonna lie. And then Chris is all smiles. He says, hey, and gives her a hug. She says, thank you to the hug. L-O-L, I loved that, and tells Mark that she feels good. So then Mark explains the rules for this portion of the bonfire, basically that they each get a turn to speak without being interrupted, okay? So Chris, he is up first. And this is all a direct quote. And that's why it takes me so long to do notes for the final bonfires because I always feel like I have to like properly talk about what they say. Like I can't, I don't want to put words in anybody's mouth, okay? So he says, our relationship has lacked emotional vulnerability and true friendship. I'm sorry for my part in it. Seeing you in a bed cuddled up with another man was not easy. It broke me. But it would be remiss if I didn't mention that I also put you in a similar situation to where I've broken you. And I now know what that pain feels like. And I'm sorry for putting you through that. At this point, he does grab her hand and she kind of grins and rolls her eyes, which kind of made me giggle. So continuing with what he's saying, but I feel as though you've moved on and I accept that if that's the case because I love you and want you to be happy even if it's without me. And I will say, I put in my notes, Medicella is so done. Like you can just tell she is not believing a freaking word that is coming out of this man's mouth, okay? She's just, she's a new bitch, okay? And his old tricks ain't gonna work on her at all. And they clearly aren't. Like, you can just tell she is literally, like, not believing one single word that comes out of this man's mouth. And she's shaking her head. And now it's her turn. She says, direct quote, I've learned a lot being here. I expected to be able to prove to you that I was good enough, that I could be your person. You always had a new expectation of me. I just never felt good enough. Sometimes I felt like I wasn't capable of doing anything. Even coming into the island, I felt like I had no voice. You took that voice away from me many times. I was depressed and I had very low self-esteem. Just allowing myself to accept myself with all of my differences has been so freeing. I've never felt this good. Woo! Go girl. 
I'm sorry you saw me in bed with someone else. We both contributed to a toxic and unhealthy relationship. I limited you in many ways and I'm sorry for that. I love you too and you helped me so much and I'm not going to forget that. And he doesn't really have much expression at all when she's saying this. It's kind of a blank expression. So now Mark kind of tells them at this point in the bonfire, you guys can talk, ask each other questions. And Chris, of course, being Chris, he has no questions and he says it very quickly. And she seems really surprised and kind of taken aback. And she immediately wants to know why he didn't send her a video message. And like low key, I completely forgot about that. So I was really glad she asked about that because you guys know me as someone who didn't get a video message. I think people that don't leave video messages are like the lowest of the low. Like I really do. I'll die on that hill. Like you got some serious effing issues. If you can't send a 30 second video message to someone that you're in a long term committed relationship with and I'll die on that hill. So he says he didn't feel the need to send one because he saw a clip of her in bed with another man and felt like her decision was already made. And then she says all of the women in her house saw a clip of their man doing something very disrespectful and they were all able to speak for themselves and send a message. And I put yikes. She is a bad bitch girl. I freaking just want to hug you like you are just killing it right now. And then she says she expected him to say something and he says he didn't see the point in sending a message and he didn't fully let his guard down and let himself free of her control. The fact he is living in an alternate universe and he's getting me flustered. He didn't let himself free of her control until he saw that clip of another guy in your bed. And I literally put in my notes, he's nuts. He says that that broke him and she cuts him off and wants to know if that was before or after he was in a hammock talking about how hard his dick was getting. L-O-L. Wow. In all caps. And then, of course, it went to a commercial break. A commercial break. Wow, I can't talk. This girl literally said, I want to know if that was before or after you were in a hammock talking about how hard your dick was getting. She is not playing. Like, she's like, I now know all of your games and you are not going to play them with me anymore. She's grinning and not effing around at all. We get back from the commercial break and she's just like, she knows she just stuck it to him. Okay. He seems really surprised that she's actually sticking up for herself and not effing around. And... So yeah, he just seems really surprised by this whole thing. She says the connection she made in the house was unexpected and helped her find out a lot about herself and what she wants and craves in a relationship. He's glad she was able to get that clarity and he too experienced a connection that he did not expect. And then she says, direct quote, but for me, you set a certain goal for yourself and it didn't have anything to do with me. You said, hey, I am trying to explore relationships without sexual nothing that had nothing to do with me. I love how she is calling him out on all of his bullshit because he keeps trying to like talk in circles and bring it back to him and kind of like subtly make it her fault, like his actions are her fault. And she's like, no, F that we ain't playing those games anymore. He's kind of, you can tell he's covering it up well, but you can tell he's kind of getting a little salty. And he starts smiling and admits that he did say that. And he pushed this certain person he's talking about away so much 
but there was a natural connection forming in the house for me. And then direct quote off the rip, basically saying from the very beginning, he had a natural connection. And if I continue to push that away, I wouldn't be as happy as I am right now. She's smiling and asks, so are you happy? And he says he's happy. And she says she's happy for him. And he says he's happy for her too. Direct quote, you know, I love you, Maricela. You're vibrant. You're radiating positive energy right now. And I would not be here without you. And for that, I love you forever. You are such a beautiful, intelligent woman. And I know you know this about yourself. I will say that was very nice of him to say. Like, we're not just going to hate on him to hate on him. Like, that was that was nice of him to say. Do I think there was probably ulterior motives because he wants to look good on television? Yes, but it was still nice of him to say. She shrugs and grins and says, see, I feel like she feels like he's full of shit too, just the way she's acting. She shrugs and grins and says, yeah, I found myself finally. And she giggles, direct quote, I let go of everything that was holding me back and I feel the greatest I've been feeling in my whole life. So I'm happy we're here and, and I'm happy we can be happy for each other. And I just put on my notes, like this is such a mellow bonfire. Like it's just very, you know, if every bonfire can be this mellow, I don't even know if Temptation Island would still exist because it's like there wouldn't be no crazy. There wouldn't be no tea. So Mark commends them on how they are able to communicate with each other. And Chris confirms that they've never had a talk like this ever. So I will say they both have had growth. That's always good. So now Mark explains the final rules of the bonfire that now they each need to tell each other what they want to do, which is go home together, go home single, or go home with someone else. So Chris is up first and he immediately says with zero hesitation, he made a beautiful connection and he is choosing to leave with her. And Maricela confirms that she is happy for him. And I do believe her. I don't think she's upset at all by this. Then she says that she's learned that she comes first and she needs to love herself first before she can love anyone else. And she's leaving the island on her own. And I will say that is a very mature decision and I'm super freaking proud of her. So they both feel great about their decisions. She claps um, for her time to leave because Mark is like, okay, it's time for you to leave now, Maricela. So she claps. She's all stoked. And Chris tells her that she's a whole queen and to never drop that crown. And they hug goodbye. And I just, I've said it once. I'll say it again. She really, during this whole episode especially this bonfire she just looks absolutely stunning she looks genuinely happy like I believe her this is a direct quote on her journey here and her leaving the island alone I could have done so many low blows okay that's what I was gonna say I was like girl you could have torn this man apart but like I was waiting for it because I was like I know she just know she thinks he's full of shit okay so I was waiting for her to be honest but however I, I like how she handled it. It's like she was she's aware that she could have done some pretty low shit and said some crazy stuff to him and called him out on a lot. But she handled it like a boss, like a mature woman that just only cares about herself and her journey. And I'm proud of her. So she says, I could have done so many low blows. I could have hurt him. But what's the good in that? Even though he constantly put her down and made her feel horrible about herself. She would never want to do that to somebody else. Love that for you, girl. You are just killing it, killing life. She's glad he's, she even does air quotes in the confessional, proud of me and happy for her, but she doesn't seem convinced. Okay, she, like I said, I think she thinks everything he said is bullshit. 
and then direct quote, that doesn't really mean much to me because I'm happy for myself. There's nobody who can tell me what to do anymore. And then she has like a little celebration dance. So then Mark brings Alexis in to see how she feels. And I will say she looks absolutely stunning. That yellow dress, it's like backless, gorgeous. She looks so good. So when Alexis comes in, she hugs Chris and then he tells her, direct quote, while I'm healing with this breakup, I want to be exclusive to you. The way we bonded in the house is something I don't want to let go of. And she's just saying yeah a lot throughout this, okay? And then he says, so will you leave the island with me? She says, of course she will with zero hesitation. She's very smiley in this moment. And she says she's excited to leave with Chris. So then Mark addresses both of them and he tells Mark tells her that he wants her to think about something. I'm not going to lie. I'm intrigued because it gave me vibes that it was like Mark was like kind of warning her. But then he just says he just tells them to be partners and be good to one another. But their journey is finally complete and they are free to leave the island. I just I don't know. I just got a vibe from Mark. The way he looked at her and the way he said it, it just made me feel like he was like, "Girl, what are you thinking?" But that could have just been my opinion or like my perspective. So then they're in the confessional, and this part it was where it got weird for me. So, well, before they get to the confessional, Chris is joking around with her as they're walking away. Um he wants to know what the plan is. They hug Mark by and then they walk away hand in hand. So this is the part that I was like, okay, I don't think she actually wants to go home with this man because of the way her face was. So they're in the confessional looking at the camera and he's saying he never expected this to happen with him and Alexis. He thought he was going to be leaving after proposing to Maricela. I will say that it's absolutely not the right time to be talking about how you originally thought you were going to be asking another woman to be your wife in front of your new chick okay wrong like this guy's a moron he continues by saying he feels so relieved and free and happy and excited at the same time and then she says she feels relieved because he feels relieved so this is my thing okay this entire time if you guys go back and watch the clip while he's saying all this okay and this is someone that just asked you to be like his girlfriend okay you're supposed to have like strong feelings for him, want a future with him. You're, this is like a good, amazing, happy, excited thing. If some man that I'm like super freaking into have a huge crush on, I really like, I want a future with, I can see myself being with long term is like talking about like our future together on national television and I'm now his girlfriend. I would be like a giddy little smiley, giggly mess. Okay. Next to him. Her face has like no expression. She's literally like staring at that camera like a deer in freaking headlights. Okay. It's like she doesn't even know how she got herself into this situation. What the hell is happening? She has no smile on her face at all. She has no expression. She's literally not nodding. She's just staring at the camera while he's talking, looking like what in God's name have I done? And I noticed that. And I promise you, if you guys go back and watch, you'll notice it too. And even the part when she says she feels relieved because he feels relieved, it's just awkward vibes. It's like that's not what you should be saying when someone you want a future with is like talking about a future with you. You should be like, it shouldn't be like relieved. Like relieved is not the feeling that you should be having. It should be like excited, like butterflies. Like I'm, I'm feeling like I'm going to fall in love with you. Like I'm so excited for the future. Not like I feel relieved, like shit. So that's where we're going to end today because like, like I said, I got a freaking 
every time I do a bonfire, the amount of notes I have is absolutely absurd. So I kind of forgot that if I'm keeping it 100, I really forgot how detailed my notes get for bonfires. So that's the plan, you guys. Next week, it's my birthday. I am taking Tuesday, October 10th off because I'm going to be all over Miami and Disney World and living my best table, bottle popping life. Disney World fireworks, churros, mini ears, Airbnbs, drunk hot tubs. We're living. Okay, we're living next weekend. We're not going to be in the studio. We're going to be all over everywhere else in Florida, but we ain't going to be here. Um, so yeah, that's that. You guys, I'm sorry that I got kind of emotional at the beginning of this episode. I really didn't think I was going to. I just want to reiterate that I'm totally fine and I'm happy. Like I'm the happiest I've ever been. Truly. I just, like I said, I've just got to keep it real with myself. There's some things and some habits and some traits about myself that I just, I really need to fix. And social media, it's just not good for me. It's not good for my mental health. It's not good for, it really negatively affects my dating life, honestly. (laughs) So I just want to get much better at solely using it for a business tool and that's it okay I don't want people having so much access to me I just it's not good for me it's not good for my mental health it never has been I've been really good at like doing it for the last five years but enough is enough you know I'm one year older I'm gonna be 34 on Saturday and it's just it's time to just really get that last little five percent of myself together and just make some things happen this year so social media gonna be a different ball game okay the podcast it's still gonna be here every Tuesday I'm not giving up on the podcast it's still gonna be the same vibe but if you really want to get to know me I think the best way to do that is by listening to the podcast because social media ain't gonna be that same vibe that it's always been and I think that's it you guys I love you all thank you so much for the support the love um I would not be here doing what I do if it wasn't for you guys Honestly, I'm just very thankful and appreciative. So cheers to one more incredible year of life. Okay, I'm stoked for it. I hope you guys stay for the journey. It's going to be a good time. So with that said, any questions or concerns, the email is it's temptingpod at gmail.com. If you guys enjoy the podcast, please go follow, like, subscribe on either Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Please leave a five-star review. Please leave a review. You can also follow me on Instagram at It's Tempting Pod or call me Case. Um, Yeah, I think that's it, you guys. I love you all, and I will see you guys not this upcoming Tuesday. Remember, I'm taking Tuesday, October 10th off, but we will be back for the following Tuesday. We're going to do all three bonfires, so get ready for a two-hour episode. Love you all. Bye!